Thank you for coming back another week to Revolutionary Health to check us out. Revolutionary Health is the show that focuses on Black gay men's health and wellness. I'm your host, Michael Ward. Make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, at The Counter Narrative. On Twitter, we're at Building Desire. So make sure you like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend to tell a friend, leave comments uh, for us as well to get to. This show is going to be a little bit looser for us. It's going to be more narrative-based instead of our traditional style. Uh, We're going to be talking about our relationship with church and other uh, faith organizations. This week, I've got two of my brothers coming back here joining me. I'm so excited to have them both here. I've got Johnny Ray Cornegay, and I've got Dennis Hardy as well joining me both this week. So I will ask you first, Dennis, since you're normally here um, holding it down, how are you doing out there? I'm doing all right. I'm here making it, you know, one day at a time. And how are you, Johnny? I think the same. You know, this moment is teaching us, it's teaching me a lot about myself and about the world. And it's one day at a time. But I'm good. Thank you. Right. So we want to keep it a little bit light. You know, Corona and COVID-19 is is a very heavy topic. Um, But as well for us, we kind of want to just tell our narratives and our stories about, um, like I say, our experience with church. Um, Really, I think a lot of this was prompted uh, for me, especially with the Clark Sisters movie coming out as well. They've been having gospel versus battles on IG and all of that. Um, but still, in my narrative of discovering who I am as a Black gay man, um, and religion has played a very important part of that um, for me. And I'll just kick it off and let you all lead as well, too, um, as far as kind of my experience in, in faith communities. Um, as y'all probably out there know, I'm born in Houston, Texas, raised between Houston and Jacksonville, Florida, but a large majority of my life in Jacksonville. And a lot of my upbringing in the South, being a Southern boy, is being raised in Southern Baptist churches. And for me, I can just kind of just say, like, my experiences as far as growing up in the church, um, a lot of the things that I heard about being gay and growing up Black and gay and being a man in church was definitely negative. I don't remember like anything positive. And I remember my very first time of kind of coming into my uh, self and realizing that I liked men um, and I was gay. And I remember I was in Sunday school. I had to be maybe around 11 or 12. And I remember the pastor's wife came in and she was giving this sermon about building strong black boys and men and um, wanting us to be saved um, and accept Jesus as our Christ, uh, as our savior. Um, And she was saying one of the ways that the devil tries to get our black uh, men and our black boys is by making them gay. And, um, you know, and I think for me, that was a very strong, like that kind of was the first time coming into myself where I was like, I, I don't feel safe here. You know, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like this is affirming who I am, but I can't leave. Like, And it was the most miserable feeling of having to sit through that Sunday school service and have to fill all of those thoughts and those things. And even I think still, because I was very much into church, I was giving sermons and I was um, very, very religious and deep into the Bible. And I think that for me, like really was a very traumatic experience, like growing up and just all like having somebody flat out to your face just tell you like this, the devil made you this way. 
and that this is a sin and that you're going to hell um, and that you basically need to get rid of this and that we can pray this out of you. And I'm like, girl, listen, <laughs> um, I didn't ask God to. And I think this is in another part of why, and I'll just stop um, the story and come back to it. But I think another part of why we want to tell these narratives, too, is because um, it's, it's a vulnerability and a transparency. You know, now I'm hosting Revolutionary Health and now um, as Charles, the executive director of uh, Counter Narrative, said, is that I didn't just wake up being, you know, Michael Ward, this black gay uh, advocate and stand here. So it's important for us to tell these stories um, and where we come from and how, you know, it's led to me, led me to be the person I am today. But yeah, I just remember like all of those kind of things and really feeling that church hurt and, and all of those. So, um, <laughs> I will I will kick it off by leading by example of just of uh, like I say telling my story in all of those ways um, the church has affected me. So I don't want to pick a certain person, whoever feels compelled to kind of take the charge from here. How basically, you know, has church affected you and what was your experience as far as religion growing up? As you were discovering who you were and coming into your fullness. Um I'll jump in. Ah, so you're, it's interesting, Michael. So your story, I'm about to tell, I think a version of my life story that I don't think I talk about as much. Um, but I can't, so I grew up, I should say, my grandfather was a Baptist uh, preacher, um, not even a minister, baby. He was a Baptist preacher. And um, interestingly enough, I had a very, growing up, I had what would be considered a close relationship with my grandfather. Um, I spent a lot of time kind of in his presence and with him. And I can't imagine he didn't know I was a little gay boy. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine that. Mm -hmm. And so what I also know about him is I never felt othered. Um... I don't know that I could say I felt protected because I don't know that that was it. I just never felt othered or I never felt unloved by him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, and I've painted the picture. So my grandfather was a Baptist minister. I actually decided when I was 11 to become a baptized Catholic. Mm. Whole thing. I went to Catholic school. I really liked it. And my parents, I asked my parents if it was something I could do, and they supported me in doing it. And so they went to all the meetings with me. Um, and so for a solid three to four years, um, I was very involved in the church, Catholic church. Um, and I was an altar boy. I went to all the events. I did all the stuff. Like, And actually, um, I was on the path to do like some sort of ministry, like priesthood or something. Like, I was definitely on a path to do something very church-related. And um, for me, what changed is for high school, from my ninth grade year, decided to go to Catholic high school. It was an all-boys Catholic high school. Uh, majority white. Um, and baby, that year was hard. Like, it was the hardest year. At that time, it was the hardest year of my life. Um, it was really, really difficult, and not to get too deep into it, but it was, I was in a really dark spot. Because I didn't feel like I, 
I fit. And part of that was my sexuality. Part of that was me being black in that space, right? And also um, kind of understanding what that meant and trying to navigate that environment. Um, it was really um, masculine in a way that I was not. Um, and it was just a lot of stuff about that environment that didn't work for me. And it actually impacted my ability to connect with church because I would see church people in that environment not behave in a way that I was taught that it was supposed to be. Mm. So, but that was good, right? Like, that was good. I got a chance to understand, like, humanity and how people are human. But at that time, I made the decision to not return. It was too hard for me. I was like, I'm leaving this Catholic high school and I'm going to public high school. And I remember the director of the the director of religious education at the time the DRE coming to my house after that decision was announced or whatever um and she came on the porch cuz i was sitting outside and she said well Johnny we came here because the church wants to send you back to um the school the school was called St James it's not open anymore and I didn't have anything to say, but anyway, they went in to talk to my parents. And, a, and what my parents told me was, listen, you know, they came to ask if you would be willing to go back to St. James, the church will send you back. We have said that this is your decision. Mm-hmm. And I looked and my first adult decision, and I think the decision that truly saved my life actually, was being able to look that black woman in her face and say, I don't want to go back. And she left, and I never went back to church after that. I don't remember going back to church. Now, it's possible that I did. Honestly, I can't remember. Like, my life from that moment forward was like a different experience. So my, I will say this, I what I learned from my religious experience in that three to four years that I think kind of really shaped me was to listen to God um, and embody it and kind of honor myself and kind of how I felt. So that has was, so my experience today, that's even true. Like I can embody church within me, you know, and what church represents, even not choosing to align with a physical space. Um, I know it's a long story, but that's kind of like where I come from with this. No, not long at all. And thank you. Thank you for sharing it. That story was so interesting. I want more of it. I'm ready for a a lifetime movie. (laughs) Three-part miniseries. Right. (laughs) So for, so for me, I grew up in New York, um, and my family wasn't deep, wasn't really religious. You know, um, if anything, they're kind of like anti-religion, especially, I grew up with my aunt and uncle, so my uncle was really like against uh, religion. But the way, the way black people are always around, you know, other black people who are deeply involved in the church, the rest of my block was like heavily involved in church. So I was constantly, although I never went to church, 
I, I constantly had to deal with the messages uh, from my friends who were on my block who were like, you know, being like, no, it was, it's, Ad, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, and, or, and, and you know, all those typical, typical things. Um, so growing up and coming into myself around like 12 and, you know, being like, you know, telling everybody, I was like, you know, I like boys. Um, it was like, I couldn't, I know I couldn't be involved in church, but I was still, I was still really looking for like God or some type of religion. Um, but I just knew it could, I, I knew it couldn't be the church because that, that's the message I always got. Uh, so, so in my search, eventually, you know, I, I get to college. Um, this is like the early 2000s and um, I had just read about the autobiography of Malcolm X. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this Islam thing. And it was, it's the, it was the Muslim Student, Associ Student Association. And the president at the time was a guy from Pakistan. And he was like, anybody can be Muslim. He was like, it doesn't matter if you're gay. Just anybody can be Muslim. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, only thing that matters is your heart. And so I said, okay, this is, this is it for me. And it felt like a space where I could go and be myself for the first time. And I was, first of all, I know this is emotional for me to say it. Take your time. I can go and like be myself and like, and pray and not feel like later on it's going to go to hell. But then he graduated. The president graduated. And so who became president next was a, was a black guy from Hall who was originally part of the Nation of Islam. And, you know, when, when Nation of Islam did that large, like, conversion to, like, ortho, more orthodox Islam, like Sunni, he became, uh, he was, you know, he became Sunni. Um, he became president, and he was like, that's haram. He was like, you know, this haram. That, and for people who don't know, haram is forbidden. It's forbidden by God. You know, you shouldn't do it. Um, and so that really hurt me because it was like, you know, this this was my space. I used, I used to go out every day. I used to do my my prayers and everything and um, go places with them, go to, you know, go to mosque with them and everything. Uh, and other than that, he was, he was uh, you know, he was pretty cool. But when it came to the issue, it was like, no, that's haram. Uh, so that... So, so that kind of like pushed me away from the whole uh, idea of like, you know, being a Muslim for a while. So then I went back to Christianity. And in the same school, I found two mentors. I had, uh, I had a mentor who worked in the president's office of the school. Um, she had went to Berkeley. So I was like, okay, this lady's really smart. She's not going to judge me. She was deeply involved in the church. Um, and that had another, and I had another mentor who was like really smart. And he went to like Cornell and, you know, he went to theolo uh, theolo uh, theology school and um, uh, and everything. And I thought, like, these are two people, like, okay, I can grow from. They're putting a lot of pressure pressure on us to, like, find mentors. And, you know, these are people who I thought, you know, would be – it was still safe for me to be myself. Because um, there wasn't a lot of places like that on campus. There was, like, an LGBT – center but it was really white you know they were in there talking about madonna and stuff like that and i was like i, I like i don't vibe with this like what i can't um and, and so what so that was in space for me and then it was like the the black game the black men's center but it wasn't like it wasn't for gay men like like i'm sure a lot of people in there were gay but you weren't supposed to talk about it and it was cool so i i had these two mentors who were the only people i i could uh i could talk to and you know, talking to them and knowing them and help and you know them helping me 
steer my life. It, the message always came from them and from church was like, that's just not okay. <laughs> like, mm. I would talk to my mentor and she would be like, you know, we don't want to talk about the, the gay stuff right now. We're going to talk about the black stuff right now. Um, or uh, my other mentor being like, you know, he was very, you know, very, uh, wanted to control and please sex. So it was like, not only, not only could you not be gay, it was like, you also shouldn't be masturbating. You also shouldn't be doing all those other, all those other things. Uh, so that became really, uh, really hard for me. And it really kind of like messed me up in religion because I, I feel like I didn't have any like place where I can go, where I can be my full self. And I've always been a person where I just wanted to be myself. Like I just, mm-hmm. if I go places, I, I, you know, something about my spirit, my my little rebellious spirit is like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change who I am in this space for y'all. You know, I'm just gonna do it. And y'all are just gonna have to deal with it. Now I'm an adult, and sometimes I regret that. But, uh. <laughs> so, but you know, like for the most part, it's like I'm just gonna be me. Um, and so, and so that that had really messed me up. So then I went to Morehouse. You know, in the, in the middle of this, having these mentors who, like, really set me up in Morehouse, like, you're going to go? And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Morehouse is because I was like, there's a lot of boys in Morehouse, a lot of gay boys in Morehouse. And I'm going to go there. I'm going to be with the gay boys. Makes like, sense. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but then I still had these voices in my ear, like, you know, that's not cool. You know, that's not right. And so I got to Morehouse. And that's probably why, part of the reason why I, like, I didn't last long, because... It was like, I see you, boy, but also, no, because <laughs> God. Uh, oh. So that was, so yeah, so that kind of, um, yeah, that, that's part of uh, my story. Yeah, well, I definitely thank you both for sharing that. And and I think it's a, a few things that I heard from both of you. All. And I think it's incredible because I have that Southern Baptist COGIC and then we've got uh, your background, Johnny, with Muslim and Dennis, as far as finding yourself in different religions. And um, kind of kind of to continue my story, because I felt like it was going, going along, too, with mine. But <laughs> I, as my journey, I kind of remember hearing that. But I remember um, with growing up that there was an incident in my family that actually led me to go into therapy the very first time when I was maybe around 13 or 14. And I remember my parents took me to a church therapist and it was the most traumatic experience. And I think I'm remembering all of this now as we bring this up because with trauma, you kind of block it out of your mind and all of these things happen. But I remember going to this therapist, um, a therapist, medical health professional and telling me that basically like, being gay is a sin. Being gay is wrong. And, you know, as a kid, you're, you're looking up to your adults and you're thinking, I'm thinking that this person has a medical degree. So like somewhere in your medical teaching, like they told you in therapy that being gay was wrong. And so I remember stonewalling. Basically, I would go to therapy and sit with my arms crossed. And I was like, I just this once again, I don't feel safe. It's not a space for me that I feel like I can open up and really tell my personal thoughts because off the bat, you've just told me that what I'm doing is wrong, you know? And so I think like, as, as y'all were sitting and talking and as you said, like feeling like I had to change myself and fit into this bubble of what religion was for me. Um, but I don't want us to stay there. Um, I don't want us to stay there because of course we want to talk about the wellness and the health piece of it. 
and kind of where we are individually in our journeys right now. Like for me, I think um, as I've gotten older, I don't necessarily kind of feel I fall into any particular denomination. I think um, kind of me with finding my way back into religion and spirituality and all of these things is kind of just saying that I believe that God, the universe, whoever he or she or they are out there loves me wants nothing but the best for me, aspires nothing but great things for me, and that I'm perfectly created, um, and that I still have a lot of things to work on. There's still the good and the bad, of course, but the the creator of my life wants the best for me, you know? And it's taken a lot of years and a lot of conversations in therapy and with my family and kind of getting them to understand where I am in my journey and in my life. And that has kind of helped me tremendously um, kind of talk about these things and have these conversations um, with that. So through all that you all have experienced and, you know, like your childhood and your past of all of those things, how are you today and where are you on your journey when it comes to faith and religion? And even, you know, if there's anything that has helped you with trauma or or pain or any of those things that you feel that's kind of like helping you get through it. Um, where am I right now? Uh, I pray. And when I do, and when I do pray for the most part, it's like a traditional Islamic uh, manner. Um, not the five times a day, but you know, where I just feel like, I just feel like praying. Um, what has helped me is I have degrees, okay? So Come on. It's just like, it's like, I hear what you're saying, but also Foucault says, you know, that's some BS. And so mm. that's what helps me. Uh, the, only part, the only part I really deal with it now is, is like when you're trying to date. Like anytime I'm trying to, uh, you know, the black, the black church is still really strong in the black gay community. Amen. And so like, it's like you'll meet a guy and you're talking, um, and you're just like, "What? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I'm not about this." Uh, so that, that's that's where I that's where I deal with it. Where am I? Um, I think I'm I'm in the same place. Like I'm always searching for ways to deepen my connection to God, to the universe, like, and always trying to find the tie. So for me, it's a forever search for a closer connection. Um, And that has nothing to do with like a religious denomination or like a building because I've read... um, I'll never forget when I was a kid. I grew up, you know, in in Chester, Pennsylvania, where I am right now. So we have a large Black Muslim population. So mm-hmm. the brother who used to drive me to school when I was in elementary school, Brother Aziz used to make me the Quran every morning. I had a passage that he would make me get in the van and read. Like, so he poured into me when I was a little kid. He would make me get in, I would read the passage, and I had to tell him what I read. So done Islam, you know, and, and various kinds of faith traditions, right? So I think for me, where I am right at this point is um, trying my best to embody all of the things that I've learned or I've gathered over the years from all these different things. Because honestly, 
everything that I've learned says basically the same thing in kind of a way that's culturally responsive to the people that it's speaking to, right? So I just want to apply that and just not only apply it, but like exude it with other people. Um, so that's kind of where I am with it. I, you know, I just want people to, God gave us this ability to discern and to think and to question and to receive, like embody all of that stuff and then walk that path. And um, so that's what I try and do. That's where I am. I think sometimes helpful for me to like reach back to like other traditions, uh, especially mm -hmm. like in Islam. Like Sunni Islam is is the largest uh, branch of Islam, but it's also more conservative because it's dominated by like you know the House of Saudi. Um, but if you reach to like a Shiite, you know, tradition where it's like if you don't know something, you have to like you know explore it. There's science. There should be science to back it up. And then like it's okay to like reinterpret this. You know, when you go, when, when you go, uh, you know, although, you know, that we think about um, our Iran, when we think about that, uh, but there's also other branches that then spawn up to more uh, uh, justice-oriented, liber liberatory branches. And the same thing with Christianity, right? There's liberatory mm -hmm. branches of Christianity where you can go and be like, no. Um, so that's, that's been helpful uh, for me. Yes, well, I thank you both for sharing your story. Like we say, this was a little bit of a looser format as we knew it was going to be and, and giving people a little bit of our personalities and our stories and where we come from and tying it in with religion. Because um, I'm looking at the Clark sisters when I was watching it, of course, with Mama throwing these shoes at folks and being in there. And I'm just sitting there like a lot of it was bringing all of these things back up uh, for us. And I, I know a lot of Black gay men in our viewers who aren't black gay men out there can relate. Maybe they have their own experiences. So we would love to hear from y'all in the comments and uh, write us and let us know as well um, ways that you have experienced um, trauma and ways that, as well that you've overcome that. So we would love to hear from you in the comments um, as well. As always, before we get out of here with my two gentlemen friends <laughs> in here, any last words, any parting comments, where can we find you? All of that amazing stuff. You can, oh, you can find me at the Counter Narrative, of course. I'll be around Counter Narrative. But if you're looking for me on the socials, at J Ray is the name everywhere. So you type that in, you can find me online. Um, you can find me at the Counter Narrative Project. Um, or you can find me in these streets. Or you can find me somewhere. With a mask on, hopefully. <laughs> in these streets with a mask on. <laughs> or someone on your Facebook timeline, child, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look for him, y'all. And look for us, too, <laughs> on our socials. Facebook and Instagram, as The Counter Narrative on Twitter, we're at Building Desire. Like, subscribe, follow, tell friends, tell family, tell everyone um, as well. Be good to yourself, and thank y'all again for watching again. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.